Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast asking, are you in or out? And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. So we asked the fourth bros on Twitter and Instagram to send us polarizing teams, coaches, players, and we're going to go through that list and decide whether we are in or out on them headed into the 2022 season. And we'll start with one that actually came from two people, both Spencer and Shane asked us, in or out on the Ohio State defense? What do you think, Ryan? I, it's a that's a reasonable one to ask here. I definitely think so. After what you saw from Ohio State's defense last year, you're not quite sure. Of course, they're bringing in a new defensive coordinator, Jim Knowles from Oklahoma State, and he did an obviously great job uh, making the Cowboys defense one of the best in the country, which is was also seemingly unheard of a Big 12 defense and Okie State on top of that. So I'm actually going to be in on this Ohio State defense. They you know, they're a legit national title contender, and I think it's because the defense is going to take a big jump. Um, obviously, I love Jim Knowles, but then they had to play so many young players on the defensive side last year. Four true freshmen saw significant playing time for them. Um, so even without the addition of Jim Knowles, like they were just going to be better anyways, even with staying with the status quo. Uh, but then you consider all the experience that they're getting. Of course, they're bringing in some nice talent. It's moving to a, maybe that four-two-five type of defense. I mean, to me, this is a, you know, at minimum, a top 25 group, but I think it really definitely could even push top 10-ish type of legit D. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in on them. Okay. I mean, you're maybe a little more bullish than most out there. I mean, this really just obviously comes down to how do you define in or out on them? I'm, I'm going to say in on the fact that I, I see them improving and have a chance to be strong. I don't, I don't foresee it being an elite defense, but maybe a step towards it. Uh, I do, of course, like what you said, Ryan, about Jim Knowles. But, you know, you look at last year, like the defense really, really kind of prevented them from having a great season. They, especially the run defense, their two losses against Oregon and Michigan, they got gashed for over seven yards per carry. And those are two of the best, you know, teams that they, they face. So can they dramatically turn that around? I hope so. I mean, one of the guys you can point to is Tommy Eichenberg at linebacker. He had a huge Rose Bowl at 17 tackles. Um, the be- and the best part of um, incoming is the transfer in the secondary, Tanner McAllister from Oklahoma State. Um, he can be kind of a coach on the field for those guys. And then on the D-line, though, you got to have Zach Harrison and Jack Sawyer. they got to live up to the hype um, and step up on the D-line this year because the D-line has been, hasn't been the same since, since Chase Young. So um, they were in the middle of the, the country in terms of total defense. So, I mean... If they can get to like 20th and marry that up with a great offense, they'll be fine. Yep, I agree with everything you said there, Trey. I'm I'm in as well in that I think they'll be good enough when paired with the best offense in the country to win a national title. I think they 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 may be good enough this year to not hold them back like like they did in 2021. All right. Uh let's move on here to a question from Dylan. Um, he, his topic is the Iowa Hawkeyes offense, um, slash kind of Brian Ferentz and Spencer Petrus. So Trey, what do you, uh, think about this one? I mean, sure. They, they might improve, but I'm out overall on the offense. I just, I don't see it all of a sudden becoming a, a, a force. They finished 94th in SP plus offense last year. Looking at the total offense category, they were 121st. 
only four and a half, little over four and a half yards per play. If you look at that total offense, the last few years, they've been 86th, 87th, 93rd, 108th. Now they lose Tyler Linderbaum at, at center. Um, the, the line, which is usually a, a strength, kind of struggled at times last year. They also lose Tyler Goodson, who was a really productive running back. I guess the, the if you're looking for positives, Sam Laporta is back. So is Keegan Johnson at receiver. They both made some, some big plays. I really like Johnson. But I just, and then as far as Petrus is concerned, I'm kind of out. His last two years are identical, only averaged six and a half yards per attempt. Padilla pushed him a year ago, but he was under 50%. So I'm just not seeing enough changes for you to be in. I agree. I'm, I'm out. Um, offensive line, like you said, struggled last year. And I guess, you know, it was young, so you could argue it could improve. But like you said, they lost Linderbaum. They lost a, another starter of the NFL. So I, it, it's probably going to be pretty young again. So I, I just I don't see where uh, the dramatic improvement is going to come from because the skill talent, I don't know. It's it's not super impressive. Lost Charlie Jones, one of their receivers slash returners. I, it was a nice little piece. But yeah, I, I'm with you guys. I'm a I'm sorry. I like, you know, somehow they managed to have good years uh, here with Spencer Peters at QB, but he's bad, man. Like he's really bad. Uh, it's been a, <laughs> it's been a gruesome couple of years to watch that, 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 that Iowa QB um, two years in a row. It's just not good, but you know, I'm kind of looking back at it. I went back through all the Iowa QBs of the last 20 years. He's the worst. I mean, there's just <laughs> Nathan Stanley, CJ Bether, Jake Rudock, Vandenberg, yeah. Stanzi, uh, christensen yeah, not i mean bad drew tate like those actually all of if you not bad not bad qbs but he is clearly the worst all right all in agreement there at least they have a good defense right i all hey, right I, I wish i was a hawkeye man we, well i wish i had their t- their seasons at least their yes. wins all right our next one is uh from joel norris in or out on mike norvell this is tough because things have gone uh, pretty poorly so far, but he did walk into a terrible situation. So it's it's hard to tell um, how much he has undershot what reasonable expectations should have been. And I think this year they're going to be much improved, could be a borderline, could be top 25 team. Um, but it's it's just it's really hard for any coach to keep their job for a long time. And with those first two seasons being bad, his margin for error now is pretty slim recruiting has been fine but not top 15 like florida state would want so i'm gonna say i'm out on him at florida state like if you gave me even odds right now is he going to be the head coach in three years i would bet against it yeah yeah i'm i'm out for sure on norvell i just haven't seen anything that's really positive from him so far uh in tallahassee i mean the recruiting is nowhere near where it needs to be uh for a school like florida state they do bring in a decent transfer class but you know it shouldn't be the what you should be totally relying on. They need to have to really to really be getting a lot of good high school talent from Florida that area, and they're just they're just not. Um, at you go back to his days at Memphis, he was gifted a great situation there by Justin Fuente. He did do a good job. He was there for four years and did a good job, um, but he didn't build them up, which is what he needs to be doing at Florida State. And I just I'm not seeing it. I, I don't I don't think they're going to be all that great this year. I think they'll disappoint again. Um, you know, and I, for him, like I, I, I wish he would kind of give up maybe more of the responsibilities from the offense, and he could kind of focus more on the CEO type role and kind of make sure everything's going right with the program. Because just seems like there's too many things to fix right down there in Tallahassee. I kind of compare it to Nebraska and Scott Frost. Like, there's just so many bad things going around. Like, 
give up the offense. Finally, Scott Frost did that. And it actually seems like things are getting better, like on the recruiting front for Nebraska. Things seem to be a little more stable. So maybe that's what Norvell needs, but I don't know, just out on him totally. I agree with what he's done so far and the, the safe play is being out, but I'm going to take a gamble on this this one. Uh, I'm going to say I'm in. I'm going to buy low on him. And and I think, because I do think the Nose could have a, a good season in the ACC. The ACC is fairly open this year. Florida State's one of those teams that could throw their hat in the ring, um, especially since they return a large amount of production. So I feel like, even though it's a gamble, if they do you know, kind of above above a little bit expectations this year, that could lead to advancements in recruiting and whatnot that you mentioned, Ryan. So I'll, I'll take a gamble and say I'm in. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. I'm glad we've got Trey is in. I was kind of out, but not super comfortably. And Ryan could not be more out. That was, that was harsh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, but, I'm trying to, I'm really going in or out here. I'm not trying to hedge and on these. I'm going one or the other. That's good. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a wuss, but I'll, I'll try to <laughs> not to hedge too much here. So next question from the Nick Rodriguez podcast, in or out uh, on quarterback at Texas? Okay, well, overall, the position I'm I'm in, I no matter who the quarterback is, I just feel like Sark does a good job getting a lot out of his quarterbacks. He has a track record all over USC, Washington, Alabama, even last year, the quarterbacks at Texas uh, put up decent numbers. It was obviously the defense yeah. that uh, that held him back. And now coming into this year, you've got Quinn Ewers, a lot of hype after being the top recruit a, uh, a year ago. So I'm confident that Texas quarterbacks will be fine. It's just, can they address the the team around him? I, yeah, I'm in uh, on this position here. I, I think Quinn Ewers will be good. I mean, he was definitely the number one overall recruit, I think, for a reason. Um, watch the spring game with him. Eh, I, you know, he needs to shake off some of the, the game rush to look like there. He had a couple of, a couple of nice throws, but a couple that were like, uh, that's a pretty bad throw. But I expect that to be kind of taken care of by the time season rolls around. Like Trey said, Sark knows what he's doing, and they had a good year last year on offense. They were uh, 19th in the country in yards per play, and their their skill talent is coming back and getting better um, with all the guys they have. So, you know, as long as the offensive line can, you know, make just a little bit of a jump, this should be a top 15 offense in the country, maybe even better. So, yeah, I'm I'm in. I am in as well. Just one of the top QB prospects ever. I just kind of have to be somewhat in before uh, he well, proves with all otherwise. That advantages around him with it too, right? It's That's like, the thing is with the skill talent around him with Xavier Worthy at receiver, Isaiah Nayor coming in from Wyoming, uh, Bijan Robinson to hand off to. So he's just and and a really good offensive coordinator. So I, I just think he's in a, a good position to succeed as well. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, next one is from Joel Norris. He, his question his is uh, DJU. So DJ Uyunglele, the quarterback from Clemson. Michael, in or out? I am not going to hedge here. I'm out. I, I just don't see enough differences on the offensive line and in the receiving core to project a massive improvement for him and the Clemson offense. Uh, I'm sure they'll be better because it's kind of hard for them to be worse. And I'm sure they'll be healthier this year. But last year was pretty horrendous for DJU uh maybe he'll massively improve but I'm kind of playing it safe and, and betting against that especially when the number one quarterback recruit in the country is breathing down his neck and so there's you know even if DJU is decent he might get overtaken by by Klubnik <clears throat> that was my thought too with with just the Klubnik being right behind him that's gonna play a factor but I'm out uh I try to remind myself each year to not write off young quarterbacks after a year but he really declined from what we saw in that limited amount uh the year before 
only six yards per attempt, 55% completions. Now he's got a new offensive coordinator, just not the best recipe. So not writing him off, but I just have very little confidence at the moment. Yeah, more interceptions than than touchdowns. Um, it, it was it, watching those games, watching him. I mean, it was you just every time that he threw the ball, you just felt like it wasn't going to be completed. It was it was rough. I know, like he didn't have the the normal talent that maybe Clemson was used to last year. Their offense wasn't maybe as supportive, but they weren't that bad. I mean, <laughs> as 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 bad as the st- statistics were from DJU, they should have been better. A decent QB should have done better than that. So. Like I said earlier in other podcasts, I think Club Nick will take over at some point this year. If not, to start. I don't know. All right. We've got one from Susan Daniels. In or out on USC? Yeah. So, you know, just team-wise here. So, I guess you're kind of looking at um, season win totals. Um, the, what the what the market's saying. And, Michael, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I've seen like 9.5 and 8.5, and uh, depending on where you look. Oh, I don't know. I just... I looked at bet online and they had nine and a half with the over favored. Um, so I right. think oh. that's the number. I don't, there might over be other favored. Yeah. The over favored. Exactly. Whoa. Okay. Well, okay. We'll go by bet onlines to make this uh, a little easier on me then. Uh, that seems too way too high. Uh, sorry. It just doesn't seem reasonable yet at this, at this point for him. Um, so I'm out on this year for USC. I think the future is very bright. Um, and they're going to be a perennial top 10, 15 ish type team, maybe even as soon as, you know, 2023. Um, but there's just so many moving parts that they're going to have to deal with this year. An entirely new coaching staff, tons of transfers. I guess I haven't checked, but maybe the most transfers in the country is a ton of transfers. Um, many who won't even part- be able to participate or didn't participate in spring. So they're just going to be have a limited amount of practices with this group and then boom fall the, the season will start um and this was a four and eight team last year that's it's not like they're taking over from an eight and four or nine and one whatever team it's this is a this was a bad football team and so it's just too much to overcome like i think they're going to be obviously much better than they were but going all the way up to 10 is, is too much so heck I, I think nine would be an impressive job by lincoln riley um so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm out on this year in for the future yeah, if you gave me nine and three right now, I would I would take that in a heartbeat. Um, yeah, I, that would be that would be great. That would be good for recruiting. Um, so yeah. yeah, I'm I'm out. Uh, I I definitely would not bet that over of nine and a half. Um, offense should be uh, really good, but injuries on the offensive line are are a threat there. So Michael, what, let me give you a question. What if it's what if it was nine? What do you think is more likely, eight or ten? Um, I. <sighs> I kind of think I, it feels like eight is more likely to me, yeah, but do I, I just disregard the, not that there's a lot of money being bet on season win totals yet at this point, but I, I, I do like to give some deference to the betting market. So maybe, maybe I'm not yeah. wise to say eight, maybe that's the pessimistic USC fan in me. But um, if, if I hadn't seen a, a win total, eight just feels more likely than 10, but right. I don't know, just because the defense was was terrible last year, lost some of its best players, and yeah, transfers coming in will help, but like I've said in previous episodes, it's not a super impressive list of defensive transfers. Like there's guys that are fine and and could be good, but it's it is not like the elite transfers we got on offense. Right. Yeah, it's it's it might be a little hard to be all in on SC this year, but like I guess this is a question, how do you interpret in or out here? And I'm I'm going to look at it in the through the lens of just even f- throughout the win total this year. Say mm-hmm. say that USC only wins 7 or 8 games. If you're a USC fan, you're in. Like it's going to be so there's going to give you so much enjoyment to watch how 
Lincoln Riley handles this team compared to the you know the the coaches in past and just just to see the the trend that it's going to go the upside that you can see in the future how the offense is going to look um because you know it'll be just it, regardless it'll be fun just to watch Caleb Williams um so I'm looking at it in terms of just kind of the excitement factor I, it'd be it'll be it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch SC win win or lose okay next question comes from Joe Penn State under James Franklin and the last year of the Sean Clifford era. Are you in or out, Ryan? Yeah, it's been up and down for for Mr. Clifford. Um, now, is he great? No, but is he bad? Not at all. Um, I, I think he's a solid quarterback, um, getting maybe some a uh, little too much gripe than he probably has deserved in his career. Um, he's got 62 touchdowns to 24 picks, um, about eight yards per attempt on 60% completion percentage. So, those are like solid. Like I'm not saying he's great, and I'm, but you can't just look at those numbers and say he's bad. So, and he, and he can run a little bit. Um, you know, looking at the team around him this year, the offensive line is going to need some work. Um, there will be some new faces around, uh, which maybe is a good thing because the last two years weren't so hot for the offensive line. Um, Nick Singleton, stud running back, coming in as a freshman, he could end up being the go-to guy there. Um, highly touted kid. Um, I think they have three good receivers. So, you know, I know they do lose Dotson, who was awesome. But, you know, I think they might almost be a wash is because I think they have three talented, capable guys. Um, but the question is really also, can the defense get back to that level? They had some injuries last year, especially up front. P.J. Mustafer is the biggest piece coming back. I think that big defensive lineman in the middle helping to stuff the run is is a huge piece for them. So getting him back, Isaac back at defensive end. I'm in overall on Penn State, and I'm I'm, I'm in on Sean Clifford. So, uh, yeah, in on both. I'm in on on Franklin. If you've listened to this podcast, I I will go down with that. But uh, you know, and you look, he brought the recruiting back up this last cycle. They were sixth overall ranked, um, and I think the defense will be really really good this year. Obviously, the offense needs to pick up pick back up. So. With Clifford, that the element of Clifford, I'm kind of out on him. He needs to play like he did a few years ago. Um, he's really regressed the past couple years. Maybe going into his second year with the offensive coordinator, Yurchich, uh, maybe he elevates it. But he's going to need, like you said, Ryan Singleton to really help him out and give a rushing attack to help him ease some of the pressure off him. I am in on both. I agree with a lot of what you guys said. And as far as Clifford... Um, he, I think he would look a lot better if he had a decent offensive line in front of him. So hopefully right. they'll improve this year and that'll be the case. But yeah, I think they'll win eight or nine games this year. And with the recruiting that James Franklin has kind of stepped up, they'll, they'll be even better moving forward. Agreed. All right. Uh, next one's from David Lloyd. Uh, Stetson Bennett being the starter at Georgia. Trey, what do you think? You know, I'm... I'm in, but mainly because of the team around him. But I will say, when I first saw this question, I thought I would be a no, but and a no and out. But I looked at his numbers, and he did pretty dang well. Like 10 yards per attempt, 29 to 7 touchdown interception ratio. I mean, yeah, I would like someone with maybe a little more upside. But like I said, the talent around him will elevate his game. Um, he can always rely on a great defense. They obviously might not be as as great as they were last year, but but each game they go into, he's going to have a team that is more talented than the other. Uh, maybe he gained more confidence from last season, punching the door down. Uh, maybe takes a few more shots to open up the offense. Yeah, I at the end of last year, I kind of like you maybe would have been thinking out or thinking maybe it's kind of best for both sides if Stetson Bennett just kind of 
rides off into the sunset and you know you go with one of the more talented yeah. young guys heading into next year when you lose so much on defense and you might need that offense to be a little bit more explosive and 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 pass the ball more like but but you're right i mean stetson bennett was extremely efficient last year of course they didn't ask him to pass the ball around a ton but he played well i i would imagine right now he gives them the best chance to win on the roster so um i would say i'm in but i would say that he probably doesn't have a super long leash like if um like i said the defense takes a step back and they find themselves in some games where um offense is needed to put up more points and he's not delivering then wouldn't shock me to go to carson beck or or vandegrift or gunner stockton um, sure yeah i am going to say i'm out on stetson bennett and i know that's weird i've come on my national title winning qb but you know i think a lot of guys could have played quarterback and won the national title last year for georgia um so i think at some point this year we will see a different qb whether it is vanderbilt vanderbilt vandergriff beck or stockton whoever it is um just because i don't think you know they're like michael said the defense is going to be i mean it's still going to be really good but it won't be nearly as good as it was last year with just insane amount of production and talent and they're going to need that offense today we're going to they're going to need a quarterback to win them a game uh, or a game or two this year he did Benson didn't have to do that this year Stetson Bennett so I think you'll, you'll see games where he's going to struggle and where you're going to be kind of thinking oh man we should, we should go the other way and I think they will at some point so I'm gonna say I'm out even though you know I I, I like him I think he's solid but yeah I, I'm not in on him for the whole year man it's going to be tough we're going to do our quarterback rankings week at some point soon oh he is he's so hard he's to rank. a very tough one because you'll hear smart football people say he's just not very good and it's just hard to square that with the production, but yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to try. He seems limited, but yeah, boy, those numbers are hard to ignore. Michael and I were in, Ryan, you were out. So the mailman is not going to yeah. be delivering to you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so Trey just delivered that line and like dropped his headphones. <laughs> <laughs> it was a headphone drop instead of a mic drop. Yeah. All right. The next one from Zach. In or out on OU? I'm in. I I think pairing Jeff Levy with Dylan Gabriel is a recipe for a good offense if if Gabriel can stay healthy this year. And then you would think Brent Venables can can help the defense. Um, I like the transfers he brought in on the D line and then the secondary kind of shore things up there. I I would have them as a top ten team to to start the season, especially since they're losing a coach who whose team's got worse every single year. Yeah, he's a bum. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I, I, I'm in as well. Uh, I, I know you hear. I know the offense is technically losing a lot, but um, like Michael said, new offense coordinator is still going to be good, and Dylan Gabriel is going to help kind of negate that. And they were just—they've always had a good offense recently, so I just don't. And there's there's still talent there, no doubt about it. So I, I still think they're going to be very good on that side of the ball. And the defense—that's the side that actually does have quite a bit returning. Um, and of course, Venables is gonna emphasize that like no other um so yeah i'm high on them um they're you know probably maybe the probably the favorites in the conference um you know um considering this will be a down year for the big 12 in my opinion you kind of look around and be like okay maybe somebody could get ou or but you look around iowa state should take a massive drop oklahoma state should should come back down to earth baylor loses quite a bit they'll probably come back down you know it's tough to win a conference twice in a row tcu still figuring things out texas of course hasn't gotten back yet texas Tech's obviously who they are kansas so i don't know it's just you go through the list it's not going to be the strongest conference so i think OU's still going to be kind of top dog and 
I, I like them. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I know you. They are the the clear favorite right now in the Big Twelve. So even if the marriage between all the the transfers and Levy and Gabriel doesn't fully work, I think they'll still be good enough. And and the fans and teams seem to really rally around Venables and he's bringing some excitement to the program. Okay, next question comes from Carter Glenn Pilster. He asks if we're in or out on LSU and LSU's quarterback room. All right, so I'm out on LSU this year. Uh, there's just a lot of new pieces, and LSU was behind the rest of the SEC last year in a big way. They finished 65th in SP+, and neither the offense or defense was really a strength. I, I trust Brian Kelly to improve them, but but don't know if it's to LSU's standards right away. You know, as far as the quarterback room, they got some good pieces. Like Jaden Daniels is is good, but he wasn't that efficient last season at Arizona State. Ten TDs, ten picks, didn't have a good spring, um, according to some some sources. Even even uh, Kelly even kind of said so. Not so much in the spring game. Uh, Miles Brennan and Garrett Nussmeyer, along with the the highly touted Walker Howard. It, so the, I do like the room. Um, so I like that factor but i just don't know if one of them can really put lsu over the top in brian kelly's maiden season at lsu so not seeing it right now this is a really hard one for me um but i'm i'm gonna go in uh, on lsu and lsu's qb room i'm not um super super high on this but listen they have there's still a ton of talent there and max johnson was the quarterback at lsu last year and had a statistically had a pretty good year i think it was 26 or 29 touchdowns and seven interceptions um and that was with an offensive line that was really really bad uh i think with mike dembrock coming in as the offensive coordinator i think i know Jaden daniels may have not had the best spring but i i ultimately think Jaden daniels is going to win the starting job and i think the marriage between those two guys the offensive coordinator and Jaden daniels will end up being pretty good okay um offensive line yeah it can only go up um, the, off, the running back position can John Emery finally pan out at that position? I, who knows? Uh, can the defense take take a jump? I don't know. I think the QB will be fine. I think they'll put up good numbers, but I think just around them, like especially on the defense, I'm not that high on. So in on the QBs, I think they're good players, but overall on LSU, I'm I'm out. So can I go in and out on the, on two different? Wow, that was this a roller coaster year? there. You really hedged I know. back and forth. I know. I said I wasn't going to do it, but th- you know, there's two different things here: LSU's QBs and then the team. Well, I'm I'm kind of doing a a similar thing to you. I'm cautiously in, I guess, on the QB room just because of the depth. Just because I feel like someone will be pretty good. Um, and if it, I, I've always kind of liked Miles Brennan, I, if he stays healthy, I think he's solid. But but yeah. who knows who's who's going to win the job? But um, I'm out on the team, and that one I feel strong more strongly about just i mean they'll they'll be better of course than last year because they're going to have better coaching uh but offensive line is still a big question mark even though they brought in a a couple lower level lower level transfers um defense has a a ton of new faces and the schedule is is really tough so to me it would be a surprise if they won eight games so i think six or seven wins probably is seen as being out yeah i think they're seven and a half is their win total right now so is it really is yeah, it that high seven yeah okay. yeah i would no, say it's still lsu i know so. i just i would have thought i don't know seven but i guess that's why i'm out there you go all right um moving on here to uh Rutgers todd uh jimbo and or nick saban 
Michael, are you in or out on these gentlemen? Well, I am in on both of them as coaches. Uh, obviously, yes, you got to be in on Nick yes. Saban and then Jimbo after the latest recruiting class. I'm I'm in. As far as in their beef, I, I think maybe I'm out on both of them. I think Saban came off as complaining. Jimbo came off probably overly defensive. So I'm I'm in and out. Yeah, I'm I'm out on the the tirade by Jimbo, but but yeah, just like you, Michael, I'm I'm in on him because of the, just the ridiculous, stupid talent he's accumulated. Uh, I am on the fence on the Aggies this year, just because they really need the quarterback play to improve. But that's for a different uh, different day. Uh, but Saban, well, that's actually for on. our YouTube um, YouTube episode. Uh, we had another question about the Texas A&M offense, whether we're in or in or out. So look for that one on YouTube. Um, yeah, I agree with you guys, man. I mean, you, I, coaching wise, you gotta be really in on these, on these two guys, but mm-hmm. yeah, the, the elementary school drama, not, not, not my thing. No. All right. Nope. Not, not my turn. Uh, yeah. We're going to a question from Mitchell in or out on Arkansas. Oh man, Razorbacks, Razorback fans. How's it going? Um, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry guys. I'm out. Um, do have about their 79th in returning production. Not that great. Um, Traylon Burks leaving, um, that hurts over 1100 yards receiving and 11 touchdowns. And if you look at the rest of the group, nobody else even had 350 yards receiving, um, or more than two touchdowns catches, catch catches. So that's, Hey, they're bringing in big worry, bringing in. I know they're bringing in Hazelwood, Yeah, but he's not Traylon Burks. Um, agreed sorry to say so you know i listen i don't think they're going to be bad their win totals like seven and a half i i I would peg them right around there but i'm gonna go i would pick slightly under i would say seven is more likely than eight so i would say seven and five and they you know you look at their schedule that's what you got to do here of course cincinnati right out of the get-go i mean it's gonna be a tough game um and then at byu I mean, BYU might be favored on that game. BYU is going to be pretty good this year, I think. So, you know, there's a couple of ton non-conference, tough non-conferences, and then SEC West is always hard. South Carolina and Mizzou draw from the East. That's a pretty good draw. Um, but, you know, they're not, those are both teams that could be bowling, so it's not going to be easy. But, yeah, I, I just – I'm not seeing it from the Hogs this year. Yeah, this one's tough because uh, I would – I. As far as the future of Arkansas and what Sam Pittman is doing, it's I, I got to be in. He's got them going in a great direction. And I'm even sort of in just looking at them as a team this year, like how good they are. I think they're a you know, borderline top 20 caliber team. Right. But, but I my final answer is that I'm out uh, because I think that they will maybe underperform what Arkansas fans and maybe some fans are kind of hoping and expecting for after a big a big win total last year i think they might take in terms of wins just yeah. a slight step back i would predict seven and five uh which is great for what Pittman inherited but i think again arkansas fans would probably define that as out um but yeah just tough schedule a lot of change uh on on the defense losing burks like you mentioned so i think they'll be good but it's just it's hard against that schedule yeah, we're all in the same boat. We're kind of reluctantly out. I I like the Hawks, and I like I really enjoy watching KJ Jefferson. I think he could oh, break yeah. out even more this year, even though he does lose some some production around him. But he's he's improving. And but I I was with you guys. I was kind of basing this on the over under seven and a half. I saw one where the under was favored. So you know that's okay. And Pitt, Pittman's done great to elevate them to get to this point. But I hopefully they just don't hit a plateau here. 
Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. Okay. Next question from Norwegian Gopher. He said, why do so many people have a problem with PJ Fleck? Is it jealousy because of his because of his success at Minnesota, or is it because he's unapologetically himself and they wish they were as secure in themselves as he seems to be? <laughs> I think it's a combination of both. I'm on this boat and I am rowing. So Ryan, you uh, seem like someone who's pretty insecure. So I don't know, maybe... I was going to say, speak to yourself, Norwegian <laughs> Gopher. I love me. I can't get enough of me. Wow. All right. I'm like PJ Fleck. I love myself. All right. <laughs> um, no, it, I, listen, it's, I think it's really just because of his personality. It, it, it can definitely rub people the wrong way. I, I would definitely say that. Why, though? Um, I don't, I, I've never really minded him that much. Like, I don't... It's just because he's kind of rah-rah. Well, that's because you're a normal you know, level-headed human being, which that's, that's kind of the minority. That's debatable. I'm yeah, out on well, that, I think. <laughs> All right. Well, you, you don't overly freak out about things. So um, unless it's something to do with our podcast, then you, whoa. Well, Brian, no. by the way, uh, your audio has been peaking a little bit and I'm just getting <laughs> exactly, my blood boiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yes. I don't think it's because of all the success that he's had in Minneapolis. Sure, he's done well. He's done a good job. But he hasn't won the West yet. So I'm not sure it's like people are really hating on him because of the, all the success. So I think it's more just his personality and people have a problem with people with personalities, which whatever. People can do that if they want. That's fair. I mean, I'm more kind of actually in on Flick. I mean, I could see where how some people might think the act would wear thin, maybe more so if he wasn't successful. But I think you know, you kind of have to look at it. Yeah, he hasn't won the West, but I think he's done pretty well there. Like he's had the Gophers relevant in the in the West, and he's improved them since taking over. Going into this year, the Gophers should have a, another really strong defense. They do need Tanner Morgan to kind of revert back to his old self. Um, he teams up with his old offensive coordinator again, but he just seems to get the most out of his talent, and you kind of have to applaud that. Um, I don't know how much higher he can take them, but I like what he's done. I I agree. I'm in on him as a coach. Uh, He's already had a really good what eleven win season a couple of years I mean, ago. I, I never was talking about him as a co. I he's I'm in on his coaching abilities yeah. and what he's doing. Oh, you were kind of more of the I was the act around. Yeah, him. I just felt the question was more yeah. aiming at, at you know not even necessarily his coaching abilities. Other than it was more just you know. So you don't want to be his friend, Ryan. It wouldn't be my first choice, but, you know. <laughs> uh, well, fine. I am in on his personality as well. He seems fine. I honestly think I don't. I don't know if I've seen enough from him to really like or dislike him. Just because right. I know you see so much of Dabo Sweeney and Nick Saban, you kind of have a fully right. formed opinion. I've seen, of course, some interviews with Fleck, but he he seems fine. So there you have it. All right, <laughs> there's yeah. my strong take. <laughs> Bold take. All right, um, here we go. Next one uh, from Gavin. Um, Anthony Richardson. I, I think this is a good polarizing one right here because he could yeah. go either way. So, Trey, what do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm out for now. He's in, He is incredibly athletic, very talented. But last year just didn't give me a whole lot. Only eight yards per attempt, six touchdowns, five picks. The The one thing, to his credit, he was a freshman. The team imploded around him. So I obviously would not be surprised to see him end up having success but i just want to see him prove it to me as he now has a system a new system with napier stepping in there's a lot of new around him and like people are talking about him maybe being one of the high draft picks i just i just got i need to see it first i'm with you yeah i 
I am out for now. The 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 floor is pretty high because he's a great runner, so he's going to have that uh, ability. But and Napier's offense is at Louisiana didn't ask Levi Lewis to do too much through the air. So I can see that happening in year one for Richardson. Uh, but but yeah, I'm I'm out for 2022 because I just think the hype is is pretty high around him. And we still don't know how efficient he'll be as a passer, especially with the receiving core is a decent question mark for, for Florida. So I'm not super confident in the talent around him. So again, the, the sky's the limit. The potential is there. But until I see it, I'm out. Okay. I disagree. Um, I'm not so sure, sure the, uh, the hype is all that high for him. Um, there's by the way, we're talking posit- about the quarterback for Florida. I don't know if we have ever said that. Oh Maybe yeah. We did. Sorry. Maybe I didn't. Um, I'm in, I'm in, um, he obviously you guys talked about the, the physical tools that he has that most people just don't, but I like his offensive coordinator, Rob sale, who did a tremendous job at Louisiana, getting that offense going, um, and making Levi Lewis into one of the best G five quarterbacks out there, a kid that was limited in his athletic ability um and his arm um and you know florida's offense does return a good amount of production around richardson plus they add a few key pieces from louisiana to good offensive lineman and a good running back um you know and michael you brought up the wide receivers that's a concern i'll admit but when you look at louisiana's offense i mean you know very very ground heavy practically 60 40 um running and then their leading receiver was always around the 400 yard mark like they, that's, they just didn't, they, they still had a good offense, even though they never had a guy go over 400, 500 yards catching. So I think the guys that they have are more than capable of filling that type of role. I think the offense fits well to Anthony Richardson. Uh, you know, I don't think he'll have to do a, have to throw a ton. I'm, I think it's going to work. I like Bill and Napier, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be a Heisman guy, but I expect him to, to put up some pretty solid numbers. Ryan is on it this episode. He's having a great episode. I'm just kind of... <laughs> I don't know. I was just noticing. I'm like, wow. I don't killed. always agree with his takes, yeah, but he is yeah. he is yeah. confident. Got my A game today. All right. Yeah, you just got to respect it. You got to respect it. I don't, even if I <laughs> he disagree, is, he's I'm pretty confident, confident myself. Yeah, but he's know. wrong. I'm bringing my fleck in. All right. The next one. The next one is from Shrew. Michigan's defensive line. So they lose Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo to the NFL. Of course, two very, very, very good defensive ends. Especially Hutchinson was just a. You know, he was a Heisman candidate, complete game changer. For that reason alone, I, I pretty much have to be out. I know Michigan recruits pretty well, but they're not like Alabama and Georgia where they're just cycling through five stars every season. And I was I was reading their state of the program on, on The Athletic, and seems like they really like Mozzie Smith, one of the D tackles, of course, played a bunch last year and is back. So um, they kind of they seem to like him. But as far as the edge guys, it doesn't seem like they quite know who's going to be uh, you know, the guy that steps up as elite to replace Hutchinson or Ajabo. So, and and it's a kind of a combination of guys that either didn't play a ton last year or did play and didn't have great PFF grades for whatever that's worth. So I just, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard not to see a big drop off there. Okay. Yeah. This is a kind of a tough question because, you know, what does it mean to be out on them? I mean, are they going to be as good as last year? If that was the the baseline, then of course I'm out. They're not going to be quite as good as last year. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson was an, uh, awesome. So, but I'm not I'm not going to count uh, count it as that. I'm just saying, is this going to be a really good defensive line still? And I see it still being a pretty good offensive line. I mean, defensive line. Um, 
I, yeah, I retract Mike Morris, my statement. Ryan got a this, terrible this episode. Went through my head. It went through my head right there. Like, <laughs> terrible. Oh. Offense and defense, oh, they're man. two different things. They're the opposite. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had a 270 rolling for that last uh, 10, <laughs> 10 pins, getting for that perfect 300, and I screwed it up. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, there's there's guys with question marks, but I, you know I think like a guy like Mike Morris on the on the edge. He was a young player last year. I think he could actually step in and help assume some of the void left by by Hutchinson. I think he'll do pretty well. Could get some some as he gets more experience, he'll get some honorable mention honors, maybe some all conference honors by the time he's done. Um, Taylor Upshaw, solid piece on the edge. I mean, is he elite? No, but I think he can take a step forward. I do like Mozzie Smith, like like you mentioned, Mike. The last spot around those guys I think is kind of up for grabs and you know you got Chris Jenkins a good Villanova basketball player <laughs> uh, no the dull defensive they, tackle for the Panthers oh yeah I forgot about that good call um they also got a freshman Mason Graham who you know good 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 recruit who come in and make a an impact Cam Good the transfer from UCF played a lot of football down there he, he had he could should be able to play and do well for them so overall I think the D-line is still gonna be pretty darn good but of course it's just not gonna be as good as last year but Still good. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I kind of side more with Michael. I I hear what you're saying, Ryan, and I'm maybe I'm saying the same thing, but I'm just out because I do think there is the reg- regression. But I, I think that sometimes people overlook. They think, oh my gosh, they lose Hutchinson and Ajabo, like they're just going to be bad. Well, no, they they've still recruited very well, so I think I think they'll be good. But um, I'm not. I'm just not confident enough to say it'll be great even i'm not even saying they're gonna of course they won't match last year but i'm not sure that'll be you know elite so i'm just gonna more side with the they'll be good but not great last one here comes from krisna the san diego state aztecs in their new snapdragon stadium are you in or out trey so i'm in on it uh brady hoke he's gotten the aztecs to be one of the main teams to beat each year in the mountain west and have done so with with not many fans uh, at the old Qualcomm Stadium, they weren't bringing many in. Then they had to play their games an hour plus away from campus the last couple of years. Uh, so now Snapdragon, more more intimate, smaller stadium. The fans will be excited excited to start new traditions there, and I think they might actually have a home field advantage. So the offense might still suck, but the defense will carry them again at I guess the Dragon, whatever they call <laughs> it now. Yeah, that I'm looking forward to seeing the stadium. I you know. Have you seen guys seen it actually like driving by or anything? I haven't. I haven't driven by. I've just driven by it a, a few times, but any any. It's definitely smaller. It's well, sure, but it'll be it'll be, and some of the some of the um, sidelines it's kind of more straight up and down, so that it seems like they'll be more on top of the field. Right. But I don't know exactly. Okay. Well, anyways, I, I'm in on the Snapdragon. It's about time. Um, gosh, it was rough when they had to play at Qualcomm. It was just like the worst environment ever felt like, you know how they play those high school championships, like in pro, you know, kind of pro stadium sometimes. Yeah. And it's just like, nobody's there. This is just like, so weird. Qualcomm felt like that was for the, the world's largest outdoor toilet. Right. Right. <laughs> it, it, it was horrible. Right. All right. Um, so yeah, I'd like to go to a, to, to a game there at some point. Uh, but as far as SDSU this year as a team, I'm going to say I'm out um, on them. Um, I think they just lose too much. Uh, they're 115th in returning production, so that's not very good. They, they, I know they get Braxton Burmeister, the uh, quarterback, the Virginia Tech transfer. He'll probably be the guy. But the offensive line is going to be young. There's really no great running back. The wide receiver group is kind of meh. Um, the defense loses Cameron Thomas, uh, the Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year. Um, t- so that defensive line is going to take a massive hit. 
Um, and the defense will still be good because they, you know, they, they do return some guys there and the defense seems to be always good there. But, you know, last year they won 12 games, but they were six and zero in one score games. So that was a very fortunate 12 and two team. Don't think they'll be that fortunate this year. So got to say I'm out. Do you guys know where Braxton Burmeister, uh, went to high school? No idea. Well, why did he first, uh, should we know this? Well, he went to uh, La Jolla Country Day, right down the road. Oh, wow! Well, that makes sense. Wow. Now. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, a little homecoming know. for him. But uh, no, I'm I'm in. I'd have them as as behind Fresno State slightly in as far as favorites to win the the West, but not too far. And just moving forward, just in general, I am Brady Hoke. I think gives San Diego State an even higher ceiling than Rocky Long did, and Rocky Long was very good. So I'm very high on on the program. But that'll do it for this episode of the College Football Bros. Thank you for listening. Uh, well done to Ryan for just a a minus episode. I'll, I'll give you know oh, the offense wow. defense okay. kind of screwed you there. But uh, must be my best in the wild there, huh? I don't not sure you've ever passed. So that's, that's <laughs> saying something. Remember, Fair. you can support us on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash College Football Bros. And we will talk to you next week. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.